Welcome back. I hope you had enough time to do all the things you needed to do in that short break. Um, I would I would like to um, offer my talk, which this evening is about remembering. Because it's remembering that we are engaged in during our practice. Remembering to come back to the breath, remembering that we are not our thoughts and experiences, remembering to attend to the body with kind awareness, that the present is the only place where the body resides, remembering that we are impermanent beings who are only visiting this realm of materiality only for a moment in time and that there will be others to come after us to remember that. Remember that our lives and the earthly experiences of everyone and everything around and above us, below us, within us are sacred that we are all part of a jeweled web of interconnection and interdependence. And why do we have to practice remembering, remembering, remembering? These remembrances are easy to forget because we live in a culture of memory loss of compulsory amnesia and dwell in the immediate gratification of short-term memory. We move about barely present to the moment, enchanted by a world of rapid information bites as the media, technology, and corporate business creates a culture of attention deficit beings. Our desire to master the circus, uh, the circus act of doing 100 things at the same time has been fueled by a simple carrot, a teaser that is continually dangling before our eyes it is a reward of material satisfactions that remain forever out of reach for the many and ultimately for all for they are inherently empty of true fulfillment and meaning this thing we do this multitasking it's a death sentence to the mind The deep insight needed for an easeful and fulfilled life in the midst of chaos and horror we see today arises when the mind is still, silent, and unencumbered 
It is quietude that allows us to see the trappings that lead to our own destruction. It is stillness that throws open the doors of our discerning internal wisdom, a wisdom that is non-cognizable, unempirical, immaterial. When the loud noises of want, desire, and dislike have been quieted, the unspoken wisdom contained in the deepest recesses of the body arises. The wisdom of ancient knowing, the wisdom of all that has gone before us, the wisdom held in the whispering earth, all, all become available to the conscious mind. This is a wisdom that reminds us, remembers to us that we are all a web of connection that is unseen and unbroken. This is a time for remembering what it is we have forgotten. Our cultural default is wired to do too many things, move too fast, take on too many projects, juggle too many jobs in our endless efforts to accomplish, to achieve the things we have been told that we need for a fulfilled life. Systematically told what we need through market research and what have you, and we're seeking out these meaningless jewels. Accompanying this normalized way of life are deeply seated feelings of overwhelm, overload, fatigue, sleep deprivation. These are all systems and mental states that keep us from remembering that we are light beings of infinite energy, living for a brief moment on a material plane. We're interconnected to all around us, both animate and what is seemingly inanimate, that everything we touch vibrates with the energetic charge of life. With all these balls that we juggle, where, where do we find the time to reflect upon the moment? It's a great gift that we offer ourselves of kindness. When do we stop to take in the effects of that incident that arose today and yesterday and the day before? or the actual or vicarious experience that touched us? Where do we tuck it away? The horror story that we witness or the daily infractions that got stuffed down, packed on top of the other unresolved stories now absorbed in the body, just awaiting the time when attention will be turned in that direction. Living like this is to constantly stub the toe and not take the time to attend to the rush 
of sensation or pain as we try to get to the next task. Only until sometime in the future the toe responds inflamed and broken. This is no way to live. Well, today, all the wheels and cogs have come to an abrupt halt. It's true, yeah? Nature has spoken loud and clear. We have all been forcibly called out of our slumber to the consciousness of mindfulness, right down to the most mundane ways and automatic habits of touching the face and washing the hands and calculating when we leave shelter, noticing where we walk and the proximity of people around us in the space. I know when I go outside now, I, I really notice the air. There's something that's like we're in the midst of COVID. I went walking uh, this morning. And people were passing me and, and, you know, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if, you know, I wonder what the exhale is left in the space. Am I walking right into it? Things I never really thought about before. They are all coming to a deep conscious awareness. These are things many of us rarely, if ever, normally give any thought to. Things that we resign only to the habit of trance. Today we are being offered the pause necessary to press the reset button of our lives. To remember. To dream to envision, to connect without the elaborate mask and ornaments we carry into the outside world. My neighbor's dog seems to agree. Many are protesting this pause, actually, indignant that some unalienable right has been denied. Many of us can't wait to return to normal, which in general terms is a normal misery. The normalcy of continuing to turn the cogs and wheels of a structure that is grossly entrenched in harm. Oh, we can't wait to return to the familiar and tolerated dissatisfaction we've gotten used to in exchange for false refuges, false promises of privilege, elusive benefits and the illusion of certainty? Yet for many, things have not really changed that much. Is there really any shelter in place for the homeless? Testing and, and medicine for the uninsured sick. Or for the insured sick, for that matter. Provisions for the disabled and the poor. 
six feet of space for the incarcerated men and women in prisons and jails at risk of infection and death. And for the children, the children, the children detained in barren camps at our southern border and, and in unidentified hotels throughout the U.S. For many populations, each day has always been uncertain and safe. Today, in the quiet of our homes, for those of us who have homes, we get to turn over the rock where the slippery lizard of privilege remains hidden from sight. We get to bring our awareness to where we fall on the scale of privilege. It's a long spectrum. Is this mandatory shelter in place a mere inconvenience? We can ride it out. We get to bring our awareness to what arises when we think of having more than others. And notice what we do with those thoughts and emotions. Without judgment, without shame, without fixing, without turning our face away. This is our practice. Where do we stand when placed among those who experience the circumstances as a continuation of the threat of death that has always been there? Will we be the ones for whom this is a wake-up call to the delusion of certitude, the smoke and mirrors of permanence, the fragility of comfort, and of life itself? So I'm really talking to you about remembering. Today is a time to remember that we are not islands that float in the vast ocean alone. We are in relationship with each other, with everything around us, with the earth, the elements, the air, the whole of the environment, seen and unseen. What is it again that we have forgotten? Could it be the truth of what we are? If we could use this nature-given time to activate our crusted-over memories, what powerful beings we would be. Not in the sense of power over nature or other beings, but in the sense of arising internal power to harness the full potential of awakening. What resilience, what strength, what clarity we could exhibit, what courage and fearlessness would be available to us to lead with love.
and kindness. Our current circumstances has illuminated some choices that have always been before us. The choice to turn our awareness to what is inconvenient, what is fearful, what is difficult to manage, what is hard. Or we can choose to lean into opportunity to face the truth that our world has changed to look at the probability that this is most likely a dress rehearsal for the inevitable truth of our planet that we'd rather not look at. It is only our ability to face that which we would not and to see it clearly that will allow us to use our creativity through love to create a life of dignity, courage, and joy for all in the midst of change. Trust, these words are about memory and what it means to remember all that it is we have forgotten. We can choose to release a life of rushing to make plans and cramming as many tasks as possible into the time frame of each moment, even for the good cause. We can embrace this shutdown and bring our focus to attending to our stubbed toe with acts of self-care. We can examine the ways in which we contribute to systems of harm in the world through our work, through our day-to-day -day habits, through our consumption. We're all complacent in this, every one of us. You know, a few weeks ago, I opened a Fidelity Magellan IRA statement inviting me to vote on five options. Two of the options to be voted on were investments that contribute to genocide and crimes of humanity. It was written there. And above those two, the advice offered was to not divest in those funds, but to continue to support crimes to humanity and the earth for the sake of increasing profit, for, for my retirement fund. That was a heavy blow. That was unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe that. They actually wrote that. Genocide. Murder. That's what, that's what genocide is. Murder. Mm. We can ask ourselves for forgiveness for our own complacency in contributing to systems and institutions of harm. We can be still now 
and allow the body to release the stuffed down stories of hurt, abandonment, betrayal that we harbor in our bodies. The cognitive dissonance and offer them for nurturance and care, self-care. We can welcome our innate compassion that has been waiting to fully emerge from within, beautiful qualities that have been wanting to be shared with others who perhaps are outside of our chosen beloved communities. Perhaps we might find a time now to explore these essential parts of our being. Not try to rush back to the normal cogs and wheels of harm. Maybe create new choices for ourselves. Wise livelihood. Wise action. wise energy. Maybe now we will finally have enough time to remember, to remember what we are, to recall our power, to manifest dreams, to heal what is wounded in our hearts, to create a world worth living in, to find and remember that we are timeless love and timeless awareness. Maybe if we awaken from this trance of incessant running towards accumulation, towards greed, away from hurts and stubbed toes, maybe during this time we can examine our need to grasp, to cling on to old habits, to run away from what hurts. Maybe. Just maybe we will begin to remember the immense power and ethical wisdom of our internal goodness in all its forms. Maybe we will come to know that this goodness is our power. It is our solace, our medicine, our salve. Maybe we will become reacquainted with contentment and joy, with fulfillment and acceptance. Acceptance of all that's natural, the natural course of life and death without being startled at these inevitable losses. Maybe we will choose a different path to walk through this life, a path of true kindness, meta, a path of self-care that will radiate out to offer tenderness to one another. Maybe we will use this time to cultivate a new presence of mind and find the courage of heart to envision a new world. We have nothing to lose and everything to gain. 
you know, it's said that it's hard to read the label when you are inside the jar. Well, nature has shattered that jar without guns and tanks and tools of war. Perhaps there's something essential we can learn about how to affect change in a world of suffering. Let us not be the released prisoners afraid to live outside the prison walls. What are your internal resources? And how can you use them? How can you use them to be honest with yourself about the world we live in today? How can you use the power of mind and heart to envision something new from a place of love and kindness? This is the question of the day. Do we go back to our comfort zone of normal misery? If not misery for ourselves, definitely misery for others. Or do we seize this opportunity given us by nature to dare to have the audacity to envision a new world? What path do you choose to take? There's the path of total awakening, the journey to Nibbana, where there is no rebirth into a realm of samsara, struggle, dukkha. Or is your choice one of engaged compassion and love for the woes of the world, an acknowledgement that there is much to turn the beautiful qualities of our practice towards? Either way, in this moment, in this realm, we are of the world and we are in relationship to each other. That is one truth. The only road out is the one that goes in and down into the deep, dark places that we have hidden away from ourselves. Our path is to uncover all of us and lift them into consciousness. For that is the only place we have agency to choose our actions and be free of conditioned habits. The first noble truth. There's a lot of suffering in the world, always has been. It may seem more or closer now since technology has made the world so small. Yet now is not the time to turn our faces away. The time is now to draw upon our deepest and most precious resources, the ones that we have been practicing and saving up for, especially this occasion. 
The time is now to reimagine a new world, to envision how we can live in the deepest, most beautiful way possible. I love this quote by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, um, Jungian analyst, writer. My friends, do not lose heart. We were made for these times. One of the most calming and powerful actions you can do to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. Soul on deck shines like gold in dark times. To display the lantern of soul in shadowy times like these, to be fierce and to show mercy towards others, both are acts of immense bravery and greatest necessity. When a great ship is in harbor and moored, it is safe. There can be no doubt. But that is not what great ships are built for. Can we be medicine for the world? Can we be carriers of hope? We have some tools. If we can but use them. Because inside this body, inside this borrowed gift, are many, many treasures. If we can turn our mind heart towards our internal terrain and excavate all that we hold within ourselves. This from Jack Cornfield. Sit quietly and ask your heart, what is my best intention, my most noble aspiration for this difficult time? Where others hoard, help. Where others deceive, stand up for truth. Where others are overwhelmed or uncaring, be kind and respectful. Let's just take a moment to resettle the mind. Allow the words to dissolve. Bring your awareness to your internal terrain at this very moment. Notice what is alive there.
go in to the body with the laser of your awareness. Find the places where sensation arises. Discern if it is pleasant or unpleasant. Or perhaps it's neither. Do nothing to push it away. Embrace it. Allow it. Whatever is there, offer it the gift of your kind awareness and love. And know that anything that arises inside is asking for your tender compassion. Before we close for the evening, for those of you who may be interested, I'd like to um, let you know of some of the offerings I have coming up. Um, Well, first of all, next Sunday at BIPOC Voices here at Spirit Rock, the um, Devon Berry will be bringing the offering, and that's August 9th from uh, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will be with Joseph Goldstein and Sharon Salzberg through the Garrison Institute. Of course, everything is online on September 20th. So if you're interested in joining us, um, I think registration is open for that. And then the very next day, I will be here at Spirit Rock for the women's retreat. And that'll be with Pam Weiss, Carol Cano, and Kate Johnson. That'll be um, September 21st through the 25th. And if you'd like to join my listserv, just send a um, send an email to dharmaonpoint at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your kind attention and for joining this evening. May you go well. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong in mind, body, 
and heart. May you be safe and protected from internal and external harm. May you have ease and may you and I and all sentient beings be free from suffering. Good night. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.